Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal Way. And yes, we are back for another episode of Press Box. And of course, it's either Chris Wheatley or Kaya with me. But today I have Chris Wheatley. Chris, how are you? I'm good, Bailey. Thanks for having me as always. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I believe this is the first time we've spoken since the end of the January transfer window. So I think it's only right. I just ask you questions on what's your thoughts on it and just give, you, give your thoughts a little bit of an overview on it. Uh, I'd say my feeling is the same as many Arsenal fans. Um, I'm quite disappointed with the lack of incomings. I was expecting at least at least one player to come through the door, a central midfielder or a striker. Um, and you look at that Arsenal squad and it's so thin. It's so, so thin at the moment. Arsenal have two senior strikers. I guess you could say Gabriel Martinelli as well, making it free. But... Um, I think they're very weak in those two areas, up front and in midfield. So, yeah, disappointed. But I think Mikel Arteta wants to really kind of complete that overhaul that he's been trying to do for the past couple of years now since he's come in. So, yeah, I think we're going to find out whether it was a good decision not to sign anyone over the next few games. Um, we know that Arsenal have quite a busy fixture list, but... You know, they're not playing in Europe. They're not in any cup competitions. So it's just the Premier League that they have at the moment. So, yeah, um, disappointed, I guess, is my my overriding feeling of the of the window. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, it'll be, of course, as you said, it'll be easier to judge when we do have hindsight on if the transfer window was successful or not. I think there was a few transfers that I was a bit, I wasn't too pleased with. I think we could have replaced Maitland-Niles and not loaned him out. Was there any for you in particular that stood out or you think we could have replaced the player or we should have kept him maybe until the summer? Yeah, I think with Maitland-Niles, they just kind of forced to, they were forced to let him go because he was promised game time earlier on in the season. They blocked his move to Everton in the summer. Um, and I, I just don't think they could block another move again. It just wouldn't be fair to the player. So I think Maitland-Niles is a really good option to have in midfield, in defence as well, but he wanted to go. Um, for me, I think the, the Dusan Vlahovic saga was quite frustrating because we know that Arsenal really wanted him. He didn't really want Arsenal. We reported that from as early as early January, that he he would prefer to stay in Italy, prefer to join Juventus. Um, and in the end, Arsenal missed out on that target. So, yeah, uh, I don't know, disappointing. But I think Arsenal do have a plan for the summer. They're going to spend most likely a lot of money, similar to last summer. Um, and they need to. They need to complete an overhaul in the squad. Uh, they need to sign a lot of new players. And I think there's going to be, obviously, a few players leaving as well. Contracts expiring, Lacazette and Ketia, um, Elneny and many others um, are set to leave the club. So, yeah, it's going to be a busy few months and a busy summer ahead. Yeah, definitely will be a busy summer, I'm sure of that. And one of the players, one player we have been linked with who we could be signing in summer is Alexander Izak. Now, of course, we were linked to him in the January transfer window. I believe the Athletic reported that they, uh, Arsenal weren't willing to pay his release clause as it wasn't his true market value. Do you think that was the right decision by Arsenal just to hold off a little bit and wait until the summer to possibly do that? Yeah, I think it was like a 90, 90 million euro yeah. release clause, which yeah. is a lot of money in this market and I'm not sure Isak is actually worth that amount at this stage in his career. He's still very young, still very raw. Um, but yeah, there was definitely interest there. I think Arsenal um, were right because I think they want to spread the cost of, of the money they have on several different players and not just one. Um, they made the mistake with Nicola Pepe in the past, spending £72.5 million on a, 
a player who you don't really know if he's going to actually turn it on for you. Um, so I think it was the right decision. I think they're going to invest heavily this summer. Um, I would expect a lot of new faces this summer as well. So, yeah, like I say, it's a shame that they didn't get anyone in. But I guess on the other side, it's better not to sign the wrong player uh, in January um, rather than, you know, making a big mistake. I think, yeah, I think they made some good decisions in terms of outgoings in January. But, yeah, it would have been good to see at least a couple of players come in. Yeah, I agree with you. You mentioned good decisions in January. I think there's one player in particular I think we have to talk about. That's, of course, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I think his recent comments in the latest press conference after he was announced to Barcelona were interesting, to say the least, saying that um, he didn't have a problem with Arsenal, but it was actually the problem was with Arteta. And um, just what's your thoughts on that, Chris Willie? Because I think it's divided the fan base a little bit. Some fans are saying it was Aubameyang's fault. Some people are saying it was Arteta's fault. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I mean, surprising comments from Aubameyang and it's always a difficult one with the translation of this stuff. You don't want to mistranslate him. But from what I understand, you know, he it was pretty clear what he said. Um, He feels that the only person who had a problem with him was Mikel Arteta. Um, You know, I think Mikel Arteta made the right decision to drop him. Um, We don't know the ins and outs of exactly what he did wrong, but we know he was late repeatedly. Um, And, you know, Arteta has a set of rules. He shows that to every player before they sign. Um, And if they don't abide by those rules, then they're out of the the door. And I think that's what happened with uh, Aubameyang. It doesn't matter um, if you're the captain. And in fact, it's probably even more important, the fact that he's the captain and he didn't abide by those rules. I mean... He has to. Um, and unfortunately for him, it's spelt the end of his Arsenal career. But I think he, he's pretty happy with with the outcome. You know, he gets a move to Barcelona. He's obviously um, got Spanish uh, family. He's uh, got a house in Spain. He's uh, got his kind of dream move. So I think for him, it's, it's a good move. Um, Mikel Arteta, look, we've said in the past that maybe he's, one of his weaknesses is man management. I think a lot of players would agree with that as well. You know, I've spoken to players in the past who feel that um, they haven't been treated um, in the best possible way by Arteta. And I think it's just an area where perhaps he could improve on. Um, I think we all have weaknesses. We all um, make mistakes. So, I mean, there's nothing to, to shy away from there. But yeah, I think man management is definitely an area where where Arteta maybe will would look to improve on. Um, and he's still a very young manager, of yeah. course, and plenty um, of improvement ahead. But yeah, look, I think he did make the right decision with Obama Young. And he was on such a big contract as well that Arsenal can now use that money um, and offer that money to someone like Bakayo Saka, put, it, put him on a new long term contract. And I think, yeah, in the end, it was a decision which benefited everyone. Yeah, it was a good move for all parties, wasn't it, really? And you mentioned about Arteta's man management there. I know he want, he constantly mentions about changing the club culture and the culture of the club. Now, we know, of course, he was uh, almost a student under Pep Guardiola at Manchester City for like around three years, I'd say, before coming to Arsenal. Do you think he's trying to almost implement the same ideas? Because no, Guardiola is quite strict as well. Do you think Arteta is following that route almost? Yeah, I think so. I think he's had a good... Um a good learning curve with uh, with Pep Guardiola working alongside him. Um, 
yeah, look, I, I, Mikel Arteta spoken before about his family, his grounding, you know, his parents instilled discipline into him from a young age. I think some of it comes from that. Some of it comes from Pep. Um, and I think just generally he's been in many dressing rooms over the years. He's seen players get away with stuff under certain managers like Arsene Wenger. I think he just doesn't want to see repeats of that. And um, of course, it's not its not all been easy. He's had the Mesut Ozil situation to deal with. So he's learned from that as well. Um, and I think it's a good thing to have discipline in the dressing room. Um, but I also think there's a, there's a bar, you know, I think you can maybe take it a bit too far where everything is like too regimented and it's too like a kind of school and Arteta's, you know, a bit too much like a, a headmaster kind of figure rather than a coach uh, or a manager. So, yeah, I think there's a line that maybe uh, you have to kind of tread carefully. But look, I think that the squad that he's building is a really exciting squad. Lots of hungry young players. Um, and you look at the squad now, there's not many experienced heads. You've got the the Jackers, the Elnenis and the Lacazettes, but I don't think they have a long-term future at Arsenal. So I think that's quite, quite clear what Arteta is trying to do now. He wants his squad um, and he's very, very close to, to having just a squad of players which fit his kind of mould. Yeah, definitely. I think um, the, you can you can really tell there's a squad rebuild happening. It's happening quite right in front of our eyes quite quickly as well due to the amount of players leaving the club. But... Coming out of the January chance window, fans were debating whether now we've destroyed our top four chances because of the South of Bamiyang, arguably our best, our best striker. Of course, the South Callum Chambers means we are quite weak in defence uh, in terms of squad depth. So do you think our top four chances have been hampered from the January chance window or do you think we have the same amount of chances just to get in the Champions League? I think it really depends on the injuries. I think if Arsenal can manage to keep players um, injury-free over the next few months, then of course they, they have a equally as good chance as they did before uh, the window opened. And I think you know those key players in the key areas, um, the likes of Ramsdale, the Ben Whites, Thomas Partey, and of course the, the striker Lacazette, I think they need to keep that core of the team fit because they're the key players right now. Bakayo Saka, of course, as well. So, yeah, I think they still have a good chance. Um, I think they would have increased their chances if they signed um, a couple of players in January. Uh, but they didn't, so they have to move forward. And I think, yeah, I'd, I'd still be confident that Arsenal can get top four. Um, they have a good squad. But, yeah, like I said before, I'm still disappointed with the transfer window. I'm sure like a lot of Arsenal fans feel the same. Um I just feel like they could have at least got one target over the line. But, you know, it wasn't an easy window for other teams as well. We didn't see many teams make signings. I think Liverpool uh, perhaps were um, a team who did. But, you know, you look at the likes of West Ham and the, the Man Uniteds of this world, they didn't make big signings. And uh, it was a difficult window to do business in, as, as Arteta said. So, yeah, let's um, let's see how they do in these next few games. Um, so difficult fixture list but yeah I'm still confident that Arsenal can get a can finish higher than they did last season at least yeah I think higher than eighth is is a necessity I think for the season for Arteta but looking forward now Chris of course the start of next season we're gonna have new players as you said maybe players will be leaving but one player who has left but is set to come back is William Saliba now of course he's been I think he's been in the headlines recently I think Arsenal fans are excited for his return of course at the moment I think we, we only have three available and fit centre-backs so is there a chance for Saliba to possibly get a new contract and then just work his way into the Arsenal squad? 
Yeah, so we reported um, last week uh, that William Saliba wants to come back and fight for his place. And that's since been uh, reported as well by The Athletic um, yesterday. So, yeah, look, Saliba is someone that Mikel Arteta obviously uh, rates. Um, difficult to say that he, he really likes him because he hasn't given him a chance yet. But, look, we know that he's had a great spell on loan at Marseille. Um, the contract talks were expecting to pick up towards the end of the season. Um, he have one year left on his contract, I think, in the summer. So he's a, he's a player that Arsenal need to tie down if they want to keep him. Um, and yeah, I think he, he's someone that needs to come back. Um, for me, he's one of the most exciting young defenders in Europe. Arsenal have him. He's an Arsenal player, so they need to make sure that they do the right thing with him. And I think that is integrating him into the squad for next season. I think he needs a good preseason, needs to play some games. Um, and I, I think... Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer for me. Um, but we, we haven't seen Mikel Arteta give him a chance so far. you just got to hope that he sees what um, everyone else sees uh, going into next season. Yeah, absolutely. And if Arteta does finally see what we do see and he brings Saliba back into the squad, do you think he could revert to, revert, sorry, to a back three or would you think he would take one of the positions of Gabriel or, or Ben White? I think it'd be tough for him to break through into that into the current defence. I think he'd be right now a squad player. I, I think Saliba just wants to prove himself at Arsenal. He wants to show that he's a Premier League player, whether that's with Arsenal or another team. But obviously, ideally, he wants to um, get into that Arsenal team. I think, yeah, he could easily start ahead of um, one of the current defenders. I think technically, he's yeah, he's, he's one of the best um, that I've seen on the ball um, in his position. Um, but I think at the moment, Mikel Arteta has his uh, first choice defenders, Gabriel, Ben White. Clearly, um, it's going to take a lot of um, good performances to oust one of them. But yeah, look, I think he's going to get some minutes when when, and if he does come back uh, in the summer. But yeah, he's uh, yeah, I think everyone is excited about him. So looking forward to hopefully seeing him play uh, for Arsenal next season. Likewise, likewise. And uh, I think contracts and French players at the moment is a hot topic of Arsenal because Alexandre Lacazette, now we know the Lyon president came out and said that he did bid for Lacazette in January and in the summer he's going to come back in for him again. Should Arsenal fans be worried, Chris, or shall we just let Lacazette go? What, what, what end of the spectrum do you stand on? Yeah, I think his time has run its course. You know, I think he's um, been at Arsenal for almost five years now, joined in 2017, um, big signing at the time, record signing, fifty-two and a half million pounds, and uh, I think he's done the job. He scored important goals. Um, he's guided Arsenal to a trophy or two, and I think now at his age, in his thirties, it's the right time for him to go. And I think that's probably how Lacazette sees it as well. He hasn't signed a new contract. Um, I don't think Arsenal have the intention of offering him a long-term deal, at least. So I think uh, for him. Going back to Leon makes a lot of sense. He's, uh, you know, still adored there by the Leon fans. I think it's a perfect move for him. Um, yeah, and I would expect him to to go there in the summer. Um, but yeah, look, he's uh, he's still got a, a part to play at Arsenal. He's the the senior striker. Aubameyang has gone. He's the captain. He's the main man. So look, he needs to finish on a high, and I'm sure um, he's got the the added motivation of putting himself in the shop window. Um, yeah. So whether it's Leon or someone else, he's going to want to score lots of goals and show what he can do to get that big money move this summer. So 
I think it's a win-win for Arsenal, really, and they can invest his invest the funds um, that they make from him um, or from his salary um, in the summer. So, yeah, I think it's a, a win-win for all parties. Definitely. And would you say these last five months, possibly anyway, of Lacazette's Arsenal career would really define his time here? Because I know, I, feel, I don't think we've, he's been, we've been so dependent on him. I don't think we've ever been this dependent on him before. Of course, he's had injury issues at Arsenal. He's had his good moments, he's had his low moments. But do you think these five months could really determine if he, let's say he propels Arsenal in the Champions League places, you could look back on his time and think, OK, I've done good here. Or do you think differently? Yeah, I think he's been a good servant for Arsenal. I think I wouldn't say he's he's been on the same level as Aubameyang. Aubameyang's come up with goals in in really important games, and you can say he's kind of guided Arsenal to trophies. I don't think Lacazette has had the same impact, but he's a he's a really good team player. He's someone who is respected by everyone on the training ground. Um, he's great with the younger players, gives lots of advice to them. So I think it's not just what he's offered on the pitch. I think off the pitch, he is someone who, you know, has the respect of, of, of everyone at the club. And I think that's what Mikel Arteta likes about him. Hence why he was given the, the captain's armband. Um, the similar players as well, like someone like Granit Xhaka as well. That's the reason why Arteta likes him so much. So yeah, look, I think he, he will go down as definitely not an Arsenal legend, but as someone who, you know, did a good service for the club, um, and I think certainly he's um, he can look back and be proud of what he's achieved. But yeah, I, d I don't expect to see him um, at Arsenal beyond next season. Um, but yeah, like, I think he's done fantastically well. So fingers crossed he can get a few more goals in the in the final few months of, of his campaign. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think if Lacazette does go, do you think we need two forwards? Because of course, Lacazette out the door or Bamyang leaving. We're unsure about Eddie and Ketia. Falaran Baladon will come back. We don't know if he'll be ready yet for first team action in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. Do you think Arsenal will need to go and get two forwards rather than one? Yeah, I think they need about five, six new players, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah, um, yeah they, they, need to, they need to get at least two strikers in, I think. Eddie Nketiah is is obviously doesn't really have a future at the club. I think Alexander Lacazette is going to leave. Um, Gabriel Martinelli perhaps could be that future number nine, but he's still very young. He's raw. I don't think he's ready yet. So Arsenal need uh, a big, uh, experienced front man who can come in and score goals and make an immediate impact. So, <clears throat> yeah, I would uh, absolutely sign at least two strikers. Um, midfielders as well are needed. Uh, right back, back up, right back, and so many players. <laughs> <in this. laughs> yeah, well, pretty much. Yeah, so yeah, I think Arsenal, like I said, are going to be spending big this summer, um, and they need to. Of course, they'll be spending big in the summer, but we also make sure we don't lose on out on a big player at Arsenal, and that's Bukayo Saka. Of course, his contract is slowly but surely running down, and I know you've recently reported that Arsenal are going to attempt to get him on a new contract and possibly Arteta, but. Just how important would it get? Would it be sorry to get Saka on a new contract? Yeah, absolutely important. I, I think that his current deal expires in uh, the summer of 2024, so he has a couple of years to run. But we've seen Arsenal make the mistake of letting players' contracts run down in the past. Uh, they don't want to do that this time. They've got Richard Garlick, who's the head of football operations, negotiates all the contracts. He's very good, very um, respected within the club. So that's his role. Um, and I think, yeah, Bukayo Saka, he, he's not currently earning the kind of money that you would expect someone on his level to be earning. Um, someone like Phil Foden at Man City is obviously on a huge contract. Saka is not on anything like that. And uh, you've got someone like Follerin Balogun, who is 
his recent new, recently signed new contract is very very good uh, for a player who hasn't made a, a first team uh, you know a regular first team appearance um, for the club. So I think yeah, Bukayo Saka, Arsenal need to tie him down. They want to kind of give him a deal that reflects his importance, um, and I'd expect that to be done. Um, well, depending on uh, whether Saka wants to sign or not, but I would expect him to commit. I don't think he's got any reason to leave the club, but there's going to be a lot of interest. And obviously, there's you know any club in the world right now would love to have Bukayo Saka, um, but I think he's happy at Arsenal. So fingers crossed they can get that one over the line. Yeah, does that just signify the importance of getting Champions League football? Because of course that will help us keep all the best players, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. It's, it's a good point. I think. Arsenal need to qualify for Europe if they're going to keep uh, keep their best players, and and Saka will want to be showing his showing what he's all about on the biggest stage. Um, he's done it at the at the uh, World Cup. Um, I, I forgot, was it the World Cup or the Euros? The Euros, the Euros, yeah, the Euros, the Euros, yeah. The World Cup is next year, um, and I'm sure he's going to be doing it at the World Cup as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, I think it's really really important for Arsenal to to qualify for Europe, as you said, Bailey. And I, I'm fingers, I've got my fingers crossed that, that they will, um, but there's still plenty of games to go in the season. So let's see what happens. Of course, plenty of games to go indeed. And football is back in England anyway for that top flight level this weekend. Arsenal, unfortunately, will not be playing it as we did get knocked out in FA Cup. But we'll end the show here. Of course, we have Wolves on February the 10th. And just how important is that game? Because we know Wolves are, of course, chasing the pack. But it's every game now a cup final almost, Chris. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think every game is, is is vital for Arsenal. And this current squad is, like I said, is so thin at the moment. Um, they've just got to be hoping that there's going to be no injuries. They need to keep everyone fit, everyone together. Hopefully the, the Dubai training camp would have helped, you know, in terms of team bonding and stuff. Um, I think, you know, you've got the likes of Tommy Yasu who's coming back now. Yeah, look, it's. I think it's a, an exciting second half to the season um, that awaits Arsenal, um, but they just need to make sure everyone stays fit if they're going to qualify for Europe. But yeah, really important games ahead for the team. Absolutely. Fitness is key. And we'll end the show there, guys. Make sure, if you want to hear more from Chris, make sure to give him a follow on Chris Willie underscore on Twitter. Are you on Facebook as well, Chris, I believe? Yes, everywhere. Find me everywhere. Thanks, Chris, everywhere. The search his name will pop up. Also, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel as more Pressbox episodes will be on the way. But most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way.